Michael. And this is English, English at, at home. home is, is fun. Yeah. Hey, Naho. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Long time no see. It's been so long and it's good to see you really well with all yeah. of the coronavirus going on. And it has been a, it has been a it has been a very busy few years these these years. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'm so sorry. Um I was busy these days and I have been uh haven't done a video in so long and Yes, it's been a while. Thank you for all of the listeners and viewers who still stayed with us. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would like to do a uh I mean, it would be nice if I did a special uh, kind of episode, but I I couldn't think of a topic. So here we are with an absolutely normal episode. Okay, excellent. That's okay. Normal is good sometimes. And what is the topic today, anyway? Today is about studying English. Studying well, English. All right. Or perhaps... Um, Studying a second language in general. Okay, that sounds good, because I'm doing that too. And this might be um, a little bit focused uh, for Japanese listeners. Okay. And it kind of dives into our culture. So uh, viewers, listeners from outside of Japan, maybe it's a bit fascinating. Okay, that sounds interesting to me. So, have I told you the story of uh, when I was in fourth grade, uh, everybody laughed at me because of my English? Mm, I don't necessarily remember that particular story. Oh, okay. Why don't you tell I'll us? I'll tell you then. Uh, back when I was in fourth grade, um, we had to introduce ourselves to the class, and I told my class that I am good at English. And uh -huh. it went on like that. Nobody questioned it for like half a year. And mm -hmm. when I was starting to know these kids, they all just remember my portfolio. They remember that I said that I'm good at English. So one of them asks me, uh, what is your ACAN? Uh, right. English uh, exam uh, for Japanese. Right, it's kind of like the TOEFL or the TOEIC, but it's it's only in Japan. Mm -hmm. Right. And I told them I never took Aiken before, so I don't have a score or anything like that. And mm -hmm. this boy that just asked me just stared at me with this blank slate of an eye. And just, he he went, seriously? And, you know, the dude that was just uh, right next to him, mm -hmm. it's pretty common to have uh, Aiken in, like, fourth grade. Like, normal, oh, really? It's normal to have Aiken. So this dude just right, sitting right next to, next to the boy just said, you seriously don't have any score? And the whole class just, I don't know. Maybe it was just my imagination. Maybe not everybody was laughing. I just heard some snickers, and it was really, really embarrassing. 
So you said I can speak English, but you didn't have a test score. So they thought that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even though probably you spoke English better than any of them, but. Well, and that is what I want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. uh, these days, um, I have been uh, helping my mom on her Instagram and mm -hmm. uh, YouTube. And the more I look into Instagram, uh, the more I happen to realize that a lot of moms, mm -hmm. which uh, try to uh, raise their children into bilinguals, mm -hmm. especially, tended to focus on passing exams such as Aiken from such an early age, actually. Uh huh. Like when they're kindergartners. Is that, you think that's a little too soon? And I think it's a little bit too soon. And I honestly wonder, why do people want exam results so much? Like, I don't know if this is a thing in, like, I believe that it's much more common in Japan than other countries. So I actually uh, wanted to dive, that, dive into information, searching up for whatever I could find there. And, mm -hmm. well, I think the basic answer on why Japanese tend to focus on passing exams, uh -huh. showing results, is because Japanese tend to focus on strict grades and ranks, not just in schoolwork, but also other stuff. And this is just our culture. and. This culture is a... Uh... You know, um, that reminds me, I remember I was speaking to somebody several years ago about knitting. You know, you, you take two sticks and yarn and you make a sweater, right? Knitting. And, and she said, oh, I'm studying for my license in knitting. Does she want to uh, sell her knitting? Like, I not as a business, like she was just getting, she was studying, but it seemed to me like she wanted to learn how to knit better, but her, she was so focused on the fact that she's going to get a license for that. And I thought to myself, my grandmother did a lot of knitting and she never had a license, but, but boy, every, every Christmas I got a nice sweater. So I, at that moment, I realized, like, there's something in Japan and Japanese culture about getting the rank, getting the license, getting the certification, getting the whatever status, and not social status, but like, you know, official status, like, I want to go, I want to learn um, snorkeling, I'm going to get a snorkeling license, I'm going to learn knitting it i'm going to learn how to cook something i'm going to get it cooking it's like wow there are a lot of licenses and tests and pass the test pass the test kind of things is that does that seem right is that yeah it's pretty much seen right and really it's not just english it's pretty much everything and the answer actually is a complex japanese culture and as you can see it's also like knitting, scuba diving, anything. And the basic idea of all of it can actually uh, be seen in Japanese martial arts. Martial arts. Uh, like uh, karate. Is karate very famous? Oh, yeah. 
we 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 say in English karate. Karate, okay. Karate, yeah. Actually, um, yeah, karate in Japanese, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it like there are so many martial arts in Japan, and mm-hmm. all of them uh, follow the same basic formula. Like I'm, I'm sure you heard of karate. Karate, uh, the color of your belt differs depending on your rank. Right, right, right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um. Like uh, all of the martial arts are like that.、Uh, we have this rank,、uh, and to be,、uh, and the 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 main goal is to make your rank higher as you go. Right.、Mm-hmm. Right. And how many do, how many ranks are there in karate? Do you know? I'm I'm sorry, I'm not sure. But there's a lot, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to defy grades or ranks. You actually have. You actually. What you exactly need is a correct way to do it.、Mm-hmm. So you you do something correctly, and that's this rank.、Mm-hmm. And you try something more correctly or differently correctly, and then it's this rank.、Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're gonna have to have that、uh, correct way of doing it to have a consistent rank.、Mm-hmm. And. In this grade and rank culture we live in, we just can't say that I can do something without having a grade or rank. And unless you're quite good at it, and you have a quite good grade or rank. So even if you're really, really good, if you don't have the grade or the rank, it's people look、yeah. at you weird or something. And it's very important to yeah, it's very important to take an exam to make your grade and rank clear. And otherwise, people won't accept you as a person who is good at that. Ah,、uh, so you mean having the grade or the rank makes it clear to others? Oh, okay, she's this level.、Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. And. I mean, it's not just in like job interviews or social things. It's just、um, in general life, like even an elementary schooler or preschooler, honestly,、uh-huh. can be、uh, measured up on this status or rank. So that's part. That's kind of part of the growing up in the culture there.、Mm-hmm. And. This perfect way to do it is called otehon. Like we otehon. call otehon、uh, Japanese calligraphy.、Uh, if you know,、uh, we have this otehon, which is、uh, the perfect calligraphy that we want to mimic,、mm-hmm. and we、uh, the main part of the main、uh, part of Japanese calligraphy. Is、uh, writing, making your calligraphy as similar as possible to the otehon. Ah,、uh, so there's a like a. I guess the otehon is the standard.、Mm-hmm. This is the standard, and 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 you want to strive to get your calligraphy to look exactly like the standard,、mm-hmm. or as close as possible. And it takes so long to like be able to create or perform otehon. And most in calligraphy or in life, calligraphy or in life, both honestly. Okay. okay. And goes the same with the martial arts, honestly. 
Ah, okay. And most, so it takes even, and most people don't even get there with a lifetime of dedication. And so the, the, the goal is always set high to reach that. That's why, is that why the ACAN exam, like grade one, is so, like people study that for years and they have a hard time getting it. And that is the same with Aiken, honestly. And they're following the basic formula of the culture. And honestly, the gray zone, actually, there is a gray zone, I believe, in the English Aiken. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I get it. Vocabulary, writing skills, listening. Like, uh, you know, you can... You can uh, think of the perfect vocabulary of a Wikipedia, of Wikipedia, the perfect uh, speaking skills of a university professor, right? And the perfect uh, listening and writing skills of um, maybe a news publisher, journalist, right. right? And but there is one thing that always bugs me. What's that? Pronunciation. The pronunciation. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pronunciation, honestly, if nobody can understand your English, then maybe you, can, you, you should do something about it. But honestly, we have so many pronunciations, honestly. And like basic English even has British and American, and it's totally different. Right. And we all right. have... a. Uh, Accents. Japanese have Japanese accents. French have right. French accents. Right. Uh, Italian accents. Chinese accents. And right. honestly, everybody can understand each other. And if that's the case, and if that's everybody, if that's how everybody can just communicate with no problem whatsoever, then mm-hmm. is there honestly a a otehon that you can look up to? For for a pronunciation, mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a that's a topic that I always struggle with, and a lot of students struggle with because even within America, you know, like I drink orange juice, but my cousin in California drinks orange juice. You know, so who's right? You know, like, and you and what you said is correct. Everybody in the world speaks English with it or another language with a different accent. And so as long as there's no miscommunication, then, um, then you know, if, if your accent or your pronunciation is, is to a point where there's a miscommunication, then you have to work on that. But, you know, I see so many things on the Internet, you know, like, here, take my accent reduction class. but um, that's, you know, I, I know a lot of European people who speak with a, or people everywhere who speak with an accent, even though they're fluent, I can understand them. That's how people speak in the world. So I, I think that's okay. As long as there's no miscommunication. And honestly, the otehon that, the, uh, that Japanese people look up to is actually, uh, something that goes like this. I mean. 
I I can't master this Otehon language because I haven't worked on it for a long time. I haven't worked on it for a long time. Uh huh. But I mean, I will imitate the best I can. The okay. Japanese ideal Otehon uh, used in Aiken listening programs. Okay. You can't just go and say, "Mary, I'm hungry." Uh, there are some cookies in the kitchen. No, this, this is this is this is no, this is incorrect. You have okay. to say, "Mary, I'm hungry." Sure, John. There are some cookies in the kitchen. Let's eat them. Like that—that is—that is—that is my best. My that is my best imitation for Otehon, but. And that's what it. And that's what a test sounds like. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it sounds like. That's what. That's what all Japanese tests sounds like, and that is honestly the Otehon for pronunciation. And I think it's honestly a waste. A waste of time and effort. Well, let me ask you a question. Does that Aiken test have a pronunciation section? Like, is there a way that they grade your pronunciation, that you're pronouncing English that way? Uh, there is an interview, an English interview that we have to mm-hmm. pass. And oh, okay. Your pronunciation will be tested there. Oh, I see. Okay. I mean, of course, there are also other parts, like your fluency or your ability to speak, but also your pronunciation holds a big account there. Oh, uh, okay. I'm not sure if they should break that, honestly. And that is where we go uh, to my thought on this. And mm-hmm. English learners often want to become the otehon when it comes to English. They want to. They want a speaking skills with no stuttering. No stammering or saying. So I was like, like they don't want that, and they want speaking skills of a university professor. Uh, because honestly, the speaking they say that they want to be native. They want mm-hmm. to have a speaking skills right. of a native. But right. honestly, uh, once they achieve speaking skills of a native, they want to go up. Further up. What's further up than speaking skills of a native? They want to be able to speech, make speeches. Okay. But with first, that, first, hey, John, uh, there's a cookie in the kitchen. You mean like with that kind of English? I mean, uh, if they master that. Oh. But um, honestly, uh, most of them are... Well, most students are having a very hard time mastering basic English because basic English is honestly very, very difficult. It changes so much. Mm-hmm. Right. And the otehon is truly inconsistent. Oh. Very inconsistent when it comes to English. Oh. This is the language. It's just a tool to communicate between person and person. Right. And it always changes. I see what you mean. And it's okay if you're fascinated by the English language itself. Like, if you want to know everything about English, 
And、mm-hmm. if you're really fascinated by the English language itself, it's completely okay. But then,、um, well, for others, that isn't the goal. I think not the final goal. Mastering English isn't the final goal for them. I believe. What is the final goal? The final goal is to do something. Is to use that English and do something. Right. And honestly, my mother is、uh, someone like that. She wanted to raise her child as a bilingual. And do you know her child? Oh, that's you. That's right. And usually, there is something you want to do using a language after you master that language because language、right. is only a way to communicate. That's right. And well, otehon takes a lifetime to master. And no, it takes more than a lifetime. It's just impossible to master it all. You can't have speaking skills of a professor and listening and writing skills of a journalist. And vocabulary of a Wikipedia—it's just impossible. And and I I would add to that, it's probably not necessary, right? Like some of the vocabulary, and this is going to get me in trouble with some people, but some of the, the vocabulary in the Aiken Grade One is vocabulary that once you've passed the test, you're never going to use it. Um, in everyday life, unless you're a university professor studying and teaching linguistics, which is the study of the language,、um, so it's it's kind of like it's kind of like when you go to the supermarket and they sell you know fifty different spices, and you say I'm going to buy one bottle of everything, but you know. Every day when you cook, you're going to use salt and pepper and a little garlic powder. The cumin, you're only going to use that when you make some things, and the nutmeg is only going to be used when you make that one dish. So you're not going to use, you know, it's not necessary to cook a good meal with every spice. Just and also, just because you have every spice in your cabinet doesn't make you a good chef. So, you know.、Um, There, I think what you're trying to say,、uh, Naho, is that there's a difference between learning the language and using the language, and being a student of the language to reach, you know, the black belt of English.、Um, is is, is, I, is that right? Is that where、yes. your point is? Yeah. Because if you continuously run after the otehon trying to master the English language.、Right. And that how you use the English that you mastered, believing that how you use it comes after that, you would have no time to do the thing you originally wanted to do using English. That's right, which is communicate with people. And it says being, and if being good at the language, like earning the black belt of English, isn't your final goal, it means、mm-hmm. that. As long as you can communicate with others using it, like whatever your ambitions are, if it's all you need, it's perfect. Right, that makes sense to me. 
That makes sense to me. Um, but you know, you have to think also that uh, for some people, having the black belt is the status symbol. Oh, I've got a 980 on the TOEIC. Or, oh, I've just passed pre-first of Aiken. And so that's sort of a um, sort of a status symbol for some people. And it, it also ha- it also holds as a business opportunity. Right. Which holds a right. whole different meaning. But I'll tell you something. I've met and I've spoken with people who have a TOEIC score in the 900s, which is kind of like, you know, the top. A, a can between a can level two and level one. Um, and I met some people, a few people who were unable to carry on a conversation like you and I are having right now, um, even though they had a good score. So, you know, in terms of job opportunities, I would like to say to all of the employers out there, just because you hire that woman who has a 980 TOEIC score, that doesn't necessarily mean she's okay to send to New York to work to to open to open the branch office of your company here. So my point is having a great score doesn't always mean you're a perfect speaker of the language, right? I, and I think that's the difference, and perhaps that's what your, your point is, that's the difference between the black belt in karate and the, and the 990, the perfect score in TOEIC. So when you have a black belt in karate, you can actually do all of those things, right? When you have a perfect score in a language test, it doesn't necessarily mean you can communicate with people. Um, actually, uh, I was meaning, uh, I was uh, talking about the black belt as actually a person who can do all of those things. Right. Actually. I right, meant- but, but you can have a black belt, you can have a black belt in karate. You can't have a black belt in language, in a second language. Like as uh, I was talking about the black, actually um, in the black belt, I was thinking about including the Aiken first, the nine hundred on TOEIC, and and your fluency fluency of a college professor, and listening skills and writing skills of a journalist. So it's, it's ultimately unattainable. Right, 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 right. And and also, I would say, unnecessary. If you're a black belt, if you're a black belt in karate, you need all of those things that got you the black belt. Um, But, you know, uh, however many, we have 12 verb tenses in English. Yeah, you should know them. Are they all necessary for everyday usage, or is it like the 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 little bottle of cumin that's in your spice rack? Um, so, you know, what's the goal? So, right? I would like to say, like for example, 
-hmm. Like if your goal is to hold, if one of your goals is to hold a bold conversation and speak and write smoothly with less stammering pauses, then I recommend you do just that. And well, if you don't feel like you're improving with only one hour of talking online lessons, you pay a hundred dollars a month. Then, well, I recommend uh, doing something a little bit uh, lower on level, maybe lower on price, lower on quality. But it's it's kind of like uh, painting with a paintbrush. Like wielding the paintbrush itself doesn't make you a good artist. Artist. Right. Like having 50 bottles of herb spices in your kitchen stock. And it's what you make out of that paintbrush. And before you get that $100 paintbrush that you want so much, mm-hmm. like you can practice your skills still with a cheap paintbrush that you bought on Walmart, maybe. Right. And honestly, that is what I did. Um, I started my English skill, and I have never, I have, I have never spoken to a native when I was. I had never spoken to a native speaker when I was when I was in. Um, uh, when I started elementary school, I think, and right. after I started Instagram, so when I was about uh, third grade, mm-hmm. no, yeah, so third grade, I think. When I was in third grade, I started and I met Michael, and before that, I really haven't spoke <laughs> to a native speaker. So honestly. I think I was very late on holding that $100 paintbrush. And, and, and how old were you before you left your country? Like when you came to New York, how old were you when you came to New York? Oh, uh, I first went to New York when I was in fifth grade. In fifth grade. In fifth so, grade. in fifth grade, right. So, so. You had spent all of that time, and we had done all of those videos and podcasts before even leaving your country, which, you know, that's a, that's a point that, you know, you don't necessarily have to go abroad or study abroad. But uh, I haven't studied abroad. I really went sightseeing for a week. Right, 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 right. That's my point, right? So, you know... Going to the expensive language school is not necessarily going to make it for you, and studying abroad is not necessarily going to be necessary either. Um, it's totally possible. And, you know, now there is so much technology uh, here that and tools that help you communicate with people, you know, native speakers, non-native speakers, other language learners. Um, you know, the oppor- there are lots of opportunities. And it's not just um, online lessons, online speaking lessons. Right. I, mean, I mean, you could, you could get them. It's just, 
it's just um, the price. The price is pretty set pretty high. And if that is uh, pretty much like the maybe if if talking to a native speaker is a hundred dollar paintbrush, then maybe your like maybe talking being able to talk to a friend like who is studying English like you and being able to talk with each other is maybe a, a $30 paintbrush. Right. And, um, and I, uh, sorry, and I should mention also that there's research, there's research been done that um, there are two situations, right? Language learner talks to the native speaker. Language learner talks to the language learner. Um, that situation when two language learners are talking to each other the the conversation is better and more beneficial than when the the language learner talks to the native speaker so it's good to have friends talk to your friends who are also learning that target language that you want to learn if it's english find and it doesn't have to be people in your own country either thanks to the internet you can you can always meet people anywhere in the world that are studying that second language from you. Sometimes that $30 paintbrush is actually low maintenance than the $100 paintbrush. And it's easy yep. and it's easier to draw pictures without thinking much. And it's actually beneficial. And I would like to also recommend to you the $1 paintbrush, which is talking to yourself. And I will tell you, the experience is not fulfilling as talking to another person, obviously. It's just mm -hmm. you rambling with yourself. So, but the good thing about this is you could talk like anywhere, anything you like. Right. And honestly, it might, it might, it might be hard to continue, but it's still okay. Like the more you talk, the more you get better. And if it doesn't fit you, if the one dollar paintbrush doesn't fit you, you don't you don't have to use it. But I honestly, I am honestly using this one dollar paintbrush very very nicely. It's coming out very nicely. My right. mother and I uh, rarely talk in English anymore. Oh really? Actually, and. Actually, I am not. I am starting to not become a very balanced bilingual these days. Actually, there are more and more uh, things that I study in Japanese. Right. And but I'm, you know, you need that, right? That, that you know, you live in Japan, so that 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 that's a shogunai situation. You have to do that. So. And. And, and sorry, and I want, just want to mention something we said before. If you're if you're if you're looking for a job, and they say you need to have a nine a nine at least a you know nine twenty or higher on a TOEIC, then you have to do that, right? Because that's a requirement for the job that you want. So if you need that ACAN grade too, then you for a job or for life, if you have to have that, then by all means you should study for that and get that um but if it's not necessary then you then think carefully about if, if you want to spend your time doing that that's all
and it's also like the brush. I mean, uh, exams are quite unnecessary, actually. And I actually um, have a quite a bad score when it comes to uh, exam uh, interviews. Actually, mm -hmm. I had a bad score. I passed pre one, but oh my god, my exam score was not good. Uh, my listening was good. Uh, my uh, my first test was good. My second test of the interview test, the interview test was just not good. Why? Why was that? I was telling that I am horrible at speaking. Like, not speaking in the English language, just talking in general. Oh. It's talking in general. I am very, I am very bad at it. And honestly, it might not look like this uh, talking to you. I'm obviously uh, very relaxed right now. Mm -hmm. But, like, for instance, when I meet new people, I mean, just when I'm at school, I can rarely talk to other people. Oh, so you're not good at public speaking. And I just really um, lower my voice, and my voice is just about to vaporize. And... Oh, okay. But, you know, public speaking skills and communication skills, are, are, that's, a, that's, a different, that's a different skill set, I think. Yeah, that's a different skill set. I know. I yeah. understand. But, like, just basic, having basic conversation with my classmates is super hard. And honestly, when I meet new people, I'm just mm -hmm. a total mess. Oh my gosh. So, um, <laughs> I had, um, I was too nervous to do anything, honestly. And I wow. stammered, I paused, I said, um, so like, yeah, like, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, the end. And right. the exam went down like that. Thank goodness I passed, but, you know, the score was just horrendous, honestly. Right, but, you know, when you have a black belt, for example, or a brown belt, for example, nobody knows the score. You just They just know that you have the belt. So, yeah. yeah but, um, honestly, it was just uh, depressing. I can imagine, of course. And uh, the story uh, just uh, spit off the line there. But uh, what I wanted to uh, tell you guys was that mm -hmm. um, it's about talking to myself. And uh -huh. I am not a, a balanced bilingual. And I haven't talked to my mother or anybody for actually. In I haven't talked to anybody in English other than my English class that my teacher sometimes pairs us up mm -hmm. like with the kid sitting next to me. Right. And I just ask him, do you like tennis? No, I don't. <laughs> that right. It's a basic conversation. English that I talked to other people these days. And I haven't talked in English since I, since like it has been a year. Wow. And these days, and just this week, I started uh, talking with my mother again, 
because uh, my mom has her YouTube channel and we mm -hmm. thought it was beneficial for both of us, but right. Yeah, but honestly, honestly, I I am not that balanced. And the only thing, the mm. one and only thing that kept my English from completely deteriorating and completely uh, vanishing uh, from my mind was talking to myself in English. And reading, right? And reading. Right. Reading too, but I think uh, with just reading, I would have uh, lost my ability to um, hold a bold conversation. Uh, not so talking to yourself, talking to yourself is helpful. Talking to yourself really, really is helpful. If you don't have much opportunity to talk to anybody else, it is really helpful. It is honestly the only thing that kept my English uh, from completely deteriorating and my keeping my pronunciation this way. Excellent. And I know that talking to yourself is just extremely, um, quite maybe inefficient. Um, maybe it doesn't cost anything, but it's really hard to continue because you don't have anybody else. So right. it's really hard to continue, but, um, if you're having trouble with English, it's okay. With anything, anything is okay. Like talking about your favorite food or maybe complaining about your boss. Right. Anything is okay. And right. just talking with English, and basic English, would uh, help. Like even if you want to take a test, if you, even if you want to take a test, we mm -hmm. still have Eisakubu. Uh, uh, we have to uh, write an essay right. on the test, and it would still help your English to come out smoothly. Right. Like, you don't have to speak. Like uh, You do have an interview, so I think it would be good to uh, study for the interview and to talk to yourself and slowly uh, maybe do a little bit to be able to make your English come out a little bit more smoothly without stammering. Absolutely. And just try it once. If it really doesn't fit, then it's okay. But I really recommend it, highly recommend it. So- And I recommend, I re I recommend that too. You know, you wake up in the morning, you open the fridge and you say to yourself in English, hmm, what am I gonna have for breakfast? Huh? I don't feel like cooking eggs. I'll just have a banana. That works. So uh, the moral of today's story, the moral. Yeah, maybe the moral the core, of today's stories. The core, the core thing that I want to uh, tell you guys is that mm -hmm. the language does not have to be perfect if you don't need it to be perfect. Like if you can communicate, if you can, if that is the level that it takes minimum to do what you want with the language, and it mm -hmm. is completely okay. You don't have to go deep diving any further. Amen. I agree. And it's okay. It's okay uh, to be a 
a slow progressor or maybe and you you don't have to also you don't have to use big sums of money for language learning like going abroad or taking very expensive online classes mm-hmm. and honestly it's just a little bit um a lot of uh, a lot of english speakers uh, a lot of english speakers don't follow the otehon that you guys are following that's true like like how about english speakers that are shy they all stammer right they all fall on the exam for interviews and a lot of uh, students a lot of uh, english learners say that they want to be able to speak like a native but a lot of native speakers are not the native the 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 idolized native right and a lot of people don't follow that and yet they could just live their normal lives in english and there is nothing there is nothing that they're troubled with so right really okay you don't have to follow that what the home and that was today awesome because you don't have to follow that what the home you also don't have to follow or perhaps go after exams and to try to get a good score like if you don't need it right for business or something mm-hmm. like and also if you're trying to uh show your kids skill like a lot of moms fall into this trap and it's really sad to see a kid crying at an exam hall pleading his mom to take him home but a lot of moms want uh to show other people how well their kids are doing and they want their kids to pass exams to prove that to prove that mm-hmm. and honestly i've seen a lot of moms making their kids study so much and being so sad and depressed and angry when when their kid doesn't pass mm-hmm. so i would i would really want to forward this message to everybody english language learners or language learners in general mm-hmm. so the takeaway of today is be confident in your english skills if that is all you need then it's perfect you're good to go and don't be so uh focused on taking exams if that is not what you need english is just a tool so do your best to minimize and enjoy it that's awesome advice as we say in english you got it right from the horse's mouth so um know you know Thanks. and you guys know naho you've known her for a long time um you know she's learned english in the not traditional way you know and there she is there's 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 you know an hour of english conversation that we had so um so much. If, if she can if she can do it you can do it too thank you oh so God. much michael for today and thank you so much for the viewers uh who uh continued c- continued to watch our channel we had a long blank and i'm so sorry 
uh, thank you so much for watching, listening. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you guys next time. Catch you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by English at Home is Fun. Please visit English at Home is Fun dot com. Thank you.